Hi again, everyone, and welcome to the Double Chili Islanders podcast. I'm Peter Schwartz. Don't forget to subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts. A little bit later on in the show, we're going to have our special guest, and we're also going to give away a $25 gift card to Blue Line Deli and Bagels in Huntington, so stay tuned for that. Now, the Islanders have had some exciting wins recently, including overtime victories over the Kings and the Maple Leafs, and there's still that trend of letting third-period leads slip away, but the Islanders are in a playoff position and within shouting distance of the first-place Rangers in the Metropolitan Division. There was also some exciting Islanders news with the announcement of the park at UBS Arena, which will feature two outdoor pond hockey rinks to be built right outside of the Islanders' beautiful new home. Coming up on the show, we're going to talk about the current Islanders team and the outdoor rinks with our special guest. And now Kulaman looking for some space. Drifts back, looks for traffic, throws one that changes oh. direction. Luongo the save, and the rebound ends up in the corner. Oh boy, that was a great save by Luongo as he saw it just at the last second. Centering feed, Hickey, he scores! Thomas Hickey with the winner! That was Howie Rose and Butch Goring on MSG in April of 2016 when Thomas Hickey scored the overtime winner in Game 3 of the Islanders' opening round playoff series against the Panthers. Coming up on the Double Chili Islanders podcast, we will talk to the former Islanders defenseman who is currently an analyst and studio host for Islanders telecast on MSG+. Thomas Hickey is joining me coming up on the Double Chili Islanders podcast. This is the Double Chili Islanders podcast. I'm Peter Schwartz. want to welcome in my special guest this week, former Islanders defenseman and current Islanders analyst and studio host for MSG Networks. He is Thomas Hickey. Thomas, it's Peter. How are you? Peter, I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to talk to you. I'm, uh, I'm doing well. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and happy holidays. And obviously, these are somewhat you know happy times for the Islanders because there have been some really tense moments this season with blown leads. They're still kind of doing that. But they've been in the process of racking up a whole bunch of points and uh, getting into a playoff spot in the Metro and within shouting distance of the Rangers for first place. Can you kind of sum up where the the Islanders are at, at this point in the season? Yeah, they're they're a tough team to pin down and, and say this is who the New York Islanders are. I think all season long, um, you see them be really good, and you see moments where. They struggle. Um, at this point today, uh, you know, December 13th, I'd say they're the best that they've been the entire season. Um, look, the, the third period blown leads is always going to be a story. And I think we focus so much on that for such good reason because, um, it, it can't happen. It's a trend. It's happened so much. But in the midst of all that, you look and they've got points in 12 to 13 games. They've, uh, they, they beat a really good team in LA. They, they held the third period lead against Columbus and, and last game against Toronto. Uh, I didn't have a problem with the way they played in the third. And I think other games, I would say it looks like they were tentative. looks like they were sitting back. You can see why the other team's scoring. And that game against Toronto, it, it looked like a team that put, went out and played a good third period. And, and sometimes, uh, maybe you get three or four of them throughout a whole season. If you're any other NHL team, where the other team's going to score late in the third period and tie it up. But I didn't have a problem with that one like I did with the others. So I, I think it's a group that's feeling good about itself. But at the same time, uh, you want to see it in prolonged stretches. And I think for this group, if they can uh, get to that 
that winter break coming up uh, over over Christmas time, over the holidays, uh, if they can get there continuing to play this way, then I think you can call them that team that you're seeing. But until then, they can put a stretch together of really good hockey, then they're just an inconsistent group. But I, I've been pleased with what I've seen lately. And the thing for me that is a positive throughout this whole streak of, of, of running up points and, as you mentioned, 12 out of 13 games, is the fact that they've been able to do this even with the injury bug hitting them, especially on, on the blue line. And, uh, you know, they're, they're down to, the, to only two defensemen that were on the opening night uh, roster. So, uh, to me, what the Islanders have done in this, you know, these last two, three weeks really has been remarkable when you consider how many guys have gotten hurt. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, it sort of reminds me of last year. Uh, this is completely different circumstances, but you lose Matt Barzell, and I think everyone sort of counted the Islanders out. And, and they changed the way they played a little bit. They, they developed a bit more of an identity of, of how they needed to win, and, and they got by without him. And it's sort of been that same case. Uh, you know, if you were to say last year at this time that you're not going to and Adam Patton, um, you know, the odds makers would say, give me the other team every single time because they're such a big part of it. But uh, I, th- I think Lou Lamarello did a really good job going out and addressing this. And I don't think he probably expected to be this banged up on the blue line. But Mike Riley, after not playing a bunch uh, over the last couple of years, he's he's turned into something and, and he's been a nice add. I, I think Sebastian Aho might be back tonight. That would be really encouraging. He's an underrated player and, and seems to compete and give you good minutes uh, every single night. And, and now Scott Mayfield's out. So uh, the additional Bortuzzo looks even better. Um, I, I don't know where this group would be if, if you only had one of those two guys that they brought in. So, um, you know, and with that, they're scoring way more goals. I, I think the forwards maybe realize that uh, – you know, it's going to be tougher to lock things down, but it also gets you excited for when those guys get back and get healthy because if the team can continue to play like this and score the way they are, uh, the guys that are out, they're, they're defenders first and foremost, and I, I think they'd help the cause even more. Talking to Thomas Hickey on the Double Chili Islanders podcast. You know, last year at the trading deadline, the Islanders bring in Bo Horvat, and you see that there's that instant chemistry between Bo and, and Matt Barzell. And then Barzell gets hurt, misses the last, I guess it was 13 games of the regular season, comes back for the playoffs, and just wasn't really enough time to rekindle that magic. Now all of a sudden this year you're seeing the two of them playing so well together, and especially in the last few games since Anders Lee went back on the first line, that has really been a line that has created a lot of magical moments so far. Uh, from what you've seen, ha- have you seen that? Chemistry that we saw a little bit last year rekindled. Is it even better than that? And what is the emergence of Anders Lee and his resurgence doing for that top line? Yeah, you mentioned it. The chemistry was there. You could see it instantly. Um, But I think it takes a while to learn each other's tendencies. And, you know, chemistry is something that uh, you can see because these guys look for each other up and down the ice. But with more and more repetitions, um, there's less and less looking around at hesitation there's there's plays that are made so quickly because these guys are starting to figure out where they can expect uh you know for Horvat to expect where Barzell is going to be or vice versa and you know Bull Horvat look I, I've had people that you know saw him in Vancouver and said well he's not a superstar and they brought him in I said yeah 
I, I don't think he's a superstar either, but I think he's a really good player, and not many guys are superstars in the NHL. He compliments Matt Barzell so well, and I think that when you make the financial commitment to someone as talented as Matt Barzell, you sort of owe it to your, your team to go out and find someone that can think like him and play like him and compliment what he does. And uh, you know, I think Barzell on the wing, it looks like it's here to stay. He's, he's a more complete player. Uh, when he's on the wing and those two guys, uh, I think they're only going to get better. But it's fun watching them right now. Obviously, a confident group. And the other thing is they don't go two games where they where they play poorly. Uh, I think every player, every line in the NHL has nights where they're off. And these guys are no exception to that. But it doesn't really linger. They, they find a way to uh, get back at it the next game if they've had a tough matchup or things didn't go their way. And that's what stands out to me. And uh, to your point with Anders Lee, that's... That's been the biggest turnaround since since Bo and Barzi have really been going. It's Sanders Lee's been really consistent, and I'm happy to see the captain get some bounces go his way. He didn't look like himself early on, and although he was in front of the net, although he was getting opportunities, they weren't going in. And I think a goal scorer, you need those goals to sort of feed and fuel the rest of your game. And all of a sudden, um, he's moving better. He's winning more pucks. He, he's sturdy and, and relied upon more defensively. I, I think it all comes down to uh, having things go your way a little bit and credit to him for battling through the whole time. But he, he also looks like a different player than he did in the first maybe dozen games of the season. You know, we've talked, Thomas, about some good things going on for the Islanders on the ice. But the Islanders, of course, as you know from your playing career and, and into being in broadcasting, the Islanders do so many great things for the Long Island community off the ice. And one of the things that's coming up later this month on December 27th is going to be the grand opening of the park at UBS Arena. It's going to be two outdoor uh, pond rinks that are going to be built or currently being built right outside of UBS Arena. They're going to play uh, youth four-on-four games there, and it's going to be open for public skating. And, and for you and for Shannon Hogan and the MSG crew, it's it's a chance to do the pregame show in a really cool environment uh, outside now before Islanders home games. Uh, from your point of view, uh, what does it mean to you being part of the pregame show to be able to be part of that outside? And, and what do you think it means to the Long Island community to have these two you know precious sheets of of, of, of pond of pond hockey available to the community on Long Island. It, it's it's amazing and, and look I don't have uh, you know a rooting stake in everything. I, I just think all of a sudden you hear about what they're doing and each time we've been to the rink over the past couple of weeks you can see it taking place and I just uh, you know not blowing smoke when I say you know I, I'm just so impressed by by ownership and the arena and everyone at UBS that's putting this together because, look, I grew up in Canada. You, you you had hockey rinks everywhere and you had outdoor rinks everywhere. And when you didn't have ice time, you didn't have a practice, you had a day off, every single neighborhood had one or two outdoor rinks. And it's, it's not just people that are going to go out there and skate and fall in love with hockey. It's It's the fact that it's bringing access to so many people that, realistically you don't have access to an outdoor rink and, and maybe people fall in love with the game maybe someone's never skated before and they turn into an islanders fan or, or maybe you make friends that way but the fact that people that don't have access to that now have a place where they can go and skate uh it, it's you don't have to it's not like you're showing up and paying a bunch of money there's free skates there's there's open skates you can play pickup hockey um and, and i think a lot of people are going to fall in love with the game because that's how most guys do it 
uh, in Canada. That's where your fondest memories are. So I think the Islanders are just, they're doing a great job. And for us, I mean, personally, yeah, I, I think this is going to be so unique and so cool to go out, do our pregame shows out there. I think we're doing postgame as well. We'll, we'll bundle up and, and get warm. <laughs> and you're just going to see so many kids with smiles on their face and families that, um, that are happy bringing their family somewhere where they can all be together and learn something new or, or do something that they already love. I, I just think it's a phenomenal idea. And it's not like it's a small commitment either. These things take and money to put together in the organization. Um, you know, I, I couldn't be more pleased with, with what they're doing for, for everyone on Long Island and everyone who's going to be part of that and hopefully joining us for the pregame shows and, and the postgame shows and the Islander game in between that. Do you uh, do you plan on lacing up the skates to do some on camera tutorials on the pond? I think it's been talked about, and uh, you know, since I since I stopped playing uh, last year, about would be about fourteen months ago, I haven't touched my gear, uh, I haven't touched my skates, and I've been looking for a good reason. And I think this this will probably be what what gets me back out onto the ice. Um, to that point, fourteen months ago, turning to broadcasting after your playing career. I think a lot of people, and I don't want this to sound the wrong way, Thomas, but I think a lot of people in Islanders country and really around the NHL because you've dabbled with the NHL network a little bit as well, but there were a lot of people that were surprised on on how quickly you became so good at this broadcasting thing, and it's it's become a little you become a little bit of a uh, of a, a phenomenon among Islander fans, and I'm just wondering from from your perspective, have you surprised yourself? how quickly this all came to you and, and how good you've gotten at it so far. Well, I appreciate that, first of all, so thank you. Um, you know, I, I guess the biggest thing I'm surprised at is how much I enjoy it. Um, you know, it, it was sort of talked about a little bit that there might be an opening with, with MSG looking for an analyst, and um, when, when things didn't work out at the end of my career, uh, I'm glad I picked up the phone the next day, and I don't know if I if I waited a week, maybe the opportunity wouldn't present itself, or I would have um, tried to prolong my career. But I'm very content and happy in what I'm doing. And I, I thought maybe at the beginning it was something that I would do for a year or two, and then and then find a new passion or um, something that I wanted to sink into. And just after a handful of games, I I, I loved it. And I think when you really enjoy something, um, something that you have knowledge on and that you care about. Um, it, it makes it that much easier. And for me, I think, you know, still, still a bunch to learn. And I think last year was, um, you know, you're just learning as you go. You don't have any experience with it, but the more repetitions you get, uh, the better you seem to feel. And for me, I just, I'm just grateful that it's something that I enjoy so much. It's a, it's a passion of mine. And I don't think anyone, everyone gets to say that, that, um, they enjoy going to work every day, but you know, I've, I've lived and breathed hockey my, my entire life and it's just a different perspective that I have now because you see the game, uh, a little bit differently than you did as a player and you get to focus on other things. And, um, you know, I think from, from our fan base's perspective, I, I just, it, it makes, it puts my home away. It makes me feel like I'm doing a good job when people that have watched hockey their whole lives, maybe they haven't played, maybe, um, you know, they've watched a ton of other people and they, they like that, but they say, I learn a lot from you. And for me, I think that's the, the highest compliment. If I could have a, a former teammate or coach or a fan that hasn't played the game or has played the game and say, hey, I'm learning something new or I didn't notice that, I didn't see that, 
uh, that's the feedback that, that I love to hear because it means that um, not only am I getting something out of it, but other people are too. So it's been a, it's been a great fit. And, uh, and thankfully with MSG that, that opportunity was there. And as I learn more and more about this side of the business and this industry, just surrounded by so many good people, uh, with the MSG Networks Islanders crew. So I'm, I'm a pretty fortunate guy, but really, really thankful to be doing something that I love. And, and last thing, I mean, you know this from, playing for the Islanders, you know how passionate the fan base is, especially when the team is doing well as they are right now. But I'm sure you realize this as soon as you join the broadcast team about how beloved the Islanders broadcast team is. I mean, between Brendan Burke and Butch Goring and Shannon Hogan and now yourself being a part of that, and you see the fans walking by the set in the concourse at UBS Arena, especially after a win. Have you been able to feel like the, the love that the fans have for the, for the broadcast team? Yeah, and that's, that's sort of what blew me away so much. Um, look, I, when I played, I, I, I would always watch my shifts and I'd watch the broadcast and I was, uh, they do an unbelievable job. I think, I think Brendan Burke, uh, I'm clearly biased because, uh, I'm friends <laughs> with him and I get to work with him. I, I think he's, you know, a world class talent, one of the best in the world at what he does. And, and the fact that he's chosen to be here doing hockey for Islanders almost every single game, um, and I get to work with them. That's a treat. And, and Butch's reputation and personality. Um, uh, he's, you know, he's Mr. Long Island. People love and adore him. And I get to, I get to work with someone that has that much experience and that much, um, history with this organization. That's incredible. And, and everyone else from, from Shannon, who's become a close friend and a, a, a teacher, but, uh, a partner at the same time. And, and everyone in the truck, all the, all the men and women that, that do so much, so many good things. I, I'm glad that it's appreciated like it is, but I, I was taken back with, with how invested fans are in our broadcast and not, not just the fact that people go to the games and watch it live. A lot of people rely on, on what we're doing every single night to, to get their fix. So, uh, it's, it, it's, it's more. I'm, I'm really thankful that they appreciate us so much. Thomas, thank you so much for spending some time with me on the, on the podcast, and looking forward to seeing you at UBS Arena, and happy holidays to you and your family. All right, same to you. Thank you very much. Thomas Hickey, former Islanders defenseman and currently a member of the Islanders broadcast team on MSG. The Double Chili Islanders podcast will roll on coming up. This is the Double Chili Islanders podcast. I'm Peter Schwartz. It's time to give away a $25 gift card for Blue Line Deli and Bagels located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. All you have to do is message the great Donald Rosner, the owner of Blue Line, and here's how you do it. You could DM Don on his account or Blue Line Deli's account on X or Twitter, if you will. You can email him at bluelinedelicorp at gmail.com. That's bluelinedelicorp at gmail.com. Just message him with your name and best contact info, and you'll be entered into the drawing. Well, that's it for this edition of the Double Chili Islanders podcast. Thanks to our guest, Thomas Hickey, and thanks to Donald Rosner for the Blue Line Deli gift card giveaway. I'm Peter Schwartz. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts. We'll catch you next time right here on the Double Chili Islanders podcast.